Whom shall he teach knowledge? Whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. For precept must be upon precept, line upon line, here a little and there a little. Welcome to the Save Nine service from the True Vine Cathedral with God's servants, Reverend William Abu. At the Save Nine service, you are nourished, revitalized, empowered as you listen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for the opportunity we have. Whatever the circumstances are, we are able to, by whatever means, have fellowship with you and with one another. The Bible says that your word is a lamp unto our feet, it's a light unto our path. The word is the only thing that illuminates our lives and gives us hope for the future. We pray for ourselves this evening that as your word comes to us, it will come to us clearly. We ask that the Holy Spirit himself will give us revelation. I pray for every child who is hearing, whatever the age. Lord, I pray that, as your word says, the word is a seed. Let that word that we hear tonight enter into our hearts. May it be a seed that never dies, but it grows and becomes something great to fulfill your purpose for our lives. We give you praise. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, so you are sitting in your house, and, um, and we are doing church, and I'm preaching to you. We're not, we're not going to be here for a long time. I always say that when I say we're going to close very soon, people will be laughing at me because very often it doesn't happen that way. But um, I promise you that we're going to close very soon. Now, to, tonight I want to try and see if we can, I can finish our discussion um, on um, how to develop um, good habits. And what, the reason why I've been preaching this is because um, everybody, everybody intends to develop good habits. There are many things that uh, all of us wish that we could, we could do, new things we, we wish we could learn. Some people have been wanting to learn to play the keyboard. But it will take a certain habit of practice for you to master the keyboard and become a keyboardist you want to be. If you want to be a singer, it will take practice. And that practice becomes a habit. That's what will make you what you want to be. And so I know that many of us have many, many um, good, good plans and dreams. But that's all they have become so far. They have, been, they have just been dreams and intentions and plans. And um, we, have not, we have not made much of them. And the reason why it's a soul is because we have not developed we have not mastered how to develop good habits, to make these things into habits that will, will bring us to the place we want to get to. And COVID-19 is a blessing. It's a disease that we don't want, but it's a blessing. It's, I think that in many ways than one, this pandemic has been a, a blessing. If only, you have, if only you have been able to see the opportunity with your eyes, and you have been able to take advantage of it, you will see that what I'm saying is true. When, when the, the, there was the lockdown, I work in a hospital. So me, I didn't go to, I didn't stay at home. I used to go to work. And after one week or so, you know, you meet, you meet people. Or sometimes somebody calls and says, Rev, we are tired of being at home. You know, we are tired, we are bored. And I wondered because I, 
I was envying people who, were, who could stay at home and go nowhere. You know, I didn't stay at home. I was going to work every day. You know, and I, and I remember when, 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 when the president announced it, that lockdown. I think we came here. We came here to um, do a service. And then in the night, then he, he announced it. And I, I remember talking to a friend of mine and like how we were wishing that, because she also is a doctor and she also would go to work. I remember talking to her and saying and, and how we wish that we would also stay at home because I have books. If you have seen my uh, Instagram program, you will see the bookshelf behind me. There are so many books that I have not yet read. I bought them many, many years ago, you know, but I have not been able to because I have not stayed at home. But I'm saying that this time we're not going to school. We're not going anywhere. It's a very, very good opportunity for you to learn to develop some very important habits for the future because this pandemic will be over maybe another one will come we don't know but this pandemic will be over and life will become you know sort of normal but the time you have now you may not have it and you may never have it until you grow old and die so if you've not done anything proper proper with the time that you have at this time then what what would you say when the time comes but anyway plenty talking we are talking about how to develop good habits I have shown you how powerful habits are. I've shown you the three steps to building a habit. I said that it must be repetitive, it must be regular, and when you do it regularly and repetitively, after a while, it becomes automatic. Then we call it a habit. And I've shown you different, different things. Now, I want to try and continue and see if I can, I can learn some way good. So, so I'm, I started talking about, last Saturday, I started talking about how to, well, I didn't start I didn't start, but let me start today. How to develop good habits. Okay. There are four simple laws that I have learned. Okay. Four simple laws that I have learned. Um, but before we go on, I want to read the scripture that I read the, the, um, last week because for me, it's a very, it's a classic, it's a classic um, demonstration of what little habits can do to a person's life. So Proverbs 24, verse 30, it says, I went by the field of the lazy man and by the vineyard of the man lacking understanding and common sense. And behold, it was all overgrown with thorns and nettles were cover, covering its surface and a stone wall was broken. I'm reading it from the Amplified. Um, no, I should change it. So it sounds... I went by the field of the slothful and by the vineyard of the man void of understanding. And lo, it was all grown over with thorns and nettles had covered the face thereof and the stone wall thereof was broken down. Then I saw and considered it well. I looked upon it and received instruction. Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep so shall thy poverty come as one that traveleth and i want as an armed man amen so what this this scripture i read it to explain that you don't need to do to start a habit in big leaps you just need to do them in small little little steps today we're talking about how to develop a good habit number one law number one make it obvious make it obvious make the habit obvious and last last Saturday 
I, th I think I started. I think I started. And I, and I said, and I explained to you that if we take quiet time, for example, as our main, because quiet time is our main, you know, grown-ups and children all have quiet time problems. So, yeah, all of us, quiet time problems. So, quiet time is a very good example to use to explain this thing. And it can apply anywhere. You want to learn how to play the piano or the guitar or something else. It's the same, the same laws apply. So, the first law is to make the habit obvious make the thing you want to start to do obvious now what does it mean i said that saturday that if you take quiet time for example you have to say specifically that i will have my quiet time i will have my quiet time at this time in this place without putting a time and a place to the activity you are leaving it you see your your brain will not recognize it as okay so i'll give an example everybody who goes to school knows that um, assembly is assembly is what time? Seven, uh, eight, eight, seven thirty. Hey, it's early. <laughs> what a shock! Assembly is seven thirty. Now, some schools, everybody has some chores they have to do. Either you sweep your classroom or different sweep the compound or those kinds of things that people we do in in school. So it means that you cannot arrive in school at seven thirty. You have to get to the school before the seven thirty. Try and get that work done and then assembly time now the reason why no matter what time you go to bed at night you will wake up in time for to get ready and to go to school and to be there on time is because is because your mind knows that this activity which happens in this particular place which is school is going to happen at this particular time and so when you also start to learn to play the keyboard, you need to be able to set a date, a time, and a place for that thing to happen. So I will practice, I will practice my chords at 5 p.m. in the living room where the keyboard is. That's where the keyboard is. That's the first step to making it. So make it obvious. Once you, once you tell yourself that, your mind now is clear about the activity that is supposed to be performed. I hope that it's making sense. So I said that last time. Okay. Now, the next thing that you can do in this same making of yours, to take it one step further, okay, is this. All of us have habits that we, that we already, that have already developed. So for example, if you relate quiet time, quiet time, you can relate it with brushing of teeth because quiet time happens in the morning. So another way to do this time and location place is to say, after I brush my teeth, I will have my quiet time in the living room. Is it making sense? And the reason, and what this does is that it takes the, the, the next step is that then this new habit you are trying to develop is going to now hang on, is going to now hang on an existing habit. Are you, are you with me? You get it. So, so, this is law number one. Make it obvious. Make it obvious. Make the habit. Let your mind know. Let it be an intentional thing that is in your mind. That is something we have to do. Something you don't, you don't, you know, this, this morning I was telling my wife that thing. It was last night. She wanted to go and press keyboard, press keyboard, press keyboard. Then she asked me, how come that uh, she has been trying to memorize on one song since I bought the keyboard? Up to now, she doesn't know one song she cannot play the one song fully. 
And I told her that this is what I was preaching last Saturday. That the reason why it is so is because your practice has been inconsistent. And the reason why it's inconsistent is because you have not set a time. You have left it. Like when I am free, I will, have, I will go and practice. But you need to say, I will practice every Tuesday at this time. Or I will practice Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at this time. And no matter what's going on in your life, that thing must be done at that time. That's the only way you can, you can make any progress. So that's the first, the first law. So quiet time, you will say, after I brush my teeth, which is already a habit that you have developed, I will have my quiet time, which is the thing that you want to do. And, and the reason, and the after I brush my teeth is supposed to solve the problem of the time. So it determines at what time that activity will be done, and then you add a location. I will have my quiet time in the bedroom. That's law number one. What I'm saying is making sense. Okay. And then the next thing in this law, another thing that you need to be mindful of is this, that when you, when you, you need to create something we call cues, like a cue, sorry, C-U-E. A cue is something that must happen for something else to happen. So you need to, you need to create cues. So if I take quiet time, for example, where you will have your quiet time, it is good to have a Bible there. When you see it with your eyes, it's a cue. An alarm is a cue. The alarms will say they are cues. Like, when the alarm goes off, I will do this. So, to help that, to help any habit, you need something that must happen. When that thing happens, then you know that it is time for this one to also to happen. What I'm saying is So, even brushing your teeth is a cue. Like, when I brush my teeth, as soon as I finish washing my mouth and put the brush in the brush holder, it's a cue that the next thing that must happen is quiet time. So that's law number one. Make the habit obvious. Something that is clear in your mind that must be done. Law number two is make it attractive. Make it, I don't know whether what I'm preaching is, is good for um, J Church children or you know, but I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that J Church children understand what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying in, in like, I'm trying to say slowly, you know, and to, you see, I am preaching. I will show you, I will show you all of these things that, you, that I'm, showing you, I'm showing you. You will see people in the Bible who had good habits. And you will see, I will show you something about this, make it obvious. One day, in, in when the Israelites were taken captive in, were taken into exile in Babylon, there were four Hebrew guys, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, and Daniel, who were among the Israelites. And the king of Babylon at that time was looking for smart guys, and he managed to, somehow, they became, they turned out to be the best of the smart guys in the town. So, they were his advices. You know, but somebody didn't like the guys so much, didn't like the Jews so much. And so, he went to go in and tell the king that, these guys, they like worship, worshiping God. And, I mean, here in Babylon, we don't worship God. We worship something else. You are the king. You are the main person. Everybody must be me to worship you. So make a big statue and put it in the center of the city. And everybody who, when, when the trumpet is blown at a particular time, everybody must bow down. You remember that thing? Must bow down. Okay. And then they, and then they did that. Now, you see, Daniel and his friends had the habit of praying. They, they, this was what they did when they were, before they came to Babylon, it was their behavior. They had a God, they worshipped him, they, had a, they worshipped him in a certain way. 
you know. And so when this decree was now made, they, they said that when Daniel, when Daniel heard what had been announced, the thing they said they shouldn't do, they shouldn't worship any other god anywhere else. I would say he went into his room and maybe I should find the scripture and read it because that, that will probably make um, clearer sense. Where is this? He went into his room and he opened his door towards Jerusalem. And he prayed like he normally does. Hmm. Are you still with me? Try and find the scripture. So, um, so Daniel 6 4 it says then the presidents and princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom but they could not they could find none occasion nor fault for as much as he was faithful neither was there any error or fault found in him verse 5 then said these men we shall not find any occasion against Daniel except we find it against him concerning the law of his God verse 6 says then these presidents and princes assembled themselves together to the king and said thus unto him, King Darius, live forever. All the presidents of the kingdom and the governors and the princes and the counselors and the captains have consulted together to establish a royal statute and to make a firm decree that whosoever shall ask petition of any god or man for 30 days, save of thee or accept from you, O king, he shall be cast into the den of lions. Verse 8, now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writing that it be not changed according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which altereth not. Verse 9, wherefore, King Darius signed the writing and the decree. Verse 10 says, now when Daniel, now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house and his windows being open in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did a four time. So as he did a four time shows you that it was a habit. It's something that he always did. Daniel prayed three times a day he opened his windows. He, everything he did that day is what he does. He opened, he, he went into his house. He opened his, the window of his bedroom towards Jerusalem. He kneeled upon his knees and he prayed and he gave thanks to God. This is, this is so, this, this, I'm saying that great people, great men, you find Jesus constantly. They say he went to the mountain to pray as, as he was. The reason why Judas knew where to find Jesus was because it was something that he always did. He went to that place. Judas will know that, I mean, if you're looking for Jesus, he'll be in this garden. Because if you see the events before that event, they were, they had eating supper. Jesus didn't say at the supper time where he was going to go after supper. Judas was there, but he left before they left. What does it make sense? Judas was in the supper. He got up and went away before the rest of them 
got up and went to the garden. So how did he know they'll be there? Because Jesus had the habit of going there to pray. Especially, I think, especially when something was really troubling him. So Judas knew that if, if you, you, you find him down, down. Especially now that he's talking about dying and you know, this kind of dying. The way he's talking now is dying. If you want, that's where he will be. Because it was, it was a habit. What I'm saying, is it making, is it making sense? So, so, it's a very important thing for us to talk about. I'm saying that there are laws. People who do things, not every one of them can explain the steps by which they do them. They just do them. But, but if you watched all of them together, you will see this common first law is that they make the thing that they are going to do obvious to them. Jesus is going to pray on the mountain in the garden was not accidental. He had it all planned all the time. So he went at a particular time. No matter what happened, even after 55,000 people, you would have turned out, you preached the whole day. He preached three days. The guys were there with him. He preached to them three days. He was, he saw them and said, look, these guys may, they may be hungry. Let's find food for them to eat. And then when he's finished all that miracle, I, I mean, how many hours do you need to break bread and share to 5,000 men without counting women and children? It must have been stressful. But at the end of that day, what did he do? He told the disciples to take the boat and take the lead. And he went onto a mountain and prayed. It's not, it didn't just happen. You understand what I'm trying to so, say? So what I'm sharing with you, these are the things. Just do them. First step, first law is that it must be obvious. You have to have, to have different things arranged. Time, place, the location where the thing must happen. The time must be specified. Things that will help you. Seeing your Bible helps. Setting an alarm helps. Different things that you can do to help with the habit. Number two, make it attractive. Now, how to make it attractive? Very simple. Link and listen to this very carefully. Link an action you want to do with an action you need to do. Hmm. Link an action. I hope this is preaching because I, I don't feel like I'm preaching. Link an action. We are, we are looking for a way to make this whole habit thing work. Link an action. So the second law is make it, first law is make it obvious. Law number two is make it attractive. And I'm saying that in making a habit or the activity attractive, you need to link the thing you want to do with the thing you need to do. So let's, start, let's go back to the beginning with the quiet time. So we're saying that after I brush my teeth, I'll have my quiet time. Now, this activity is linked, is, is, is connected to a habit that I already have, which is the cue. So brushing my teeth, after I brush my teeth, is a cue that I must have my quiet time. But now, what will make me have the quiet time and not postpone it is that something else that I want to do must follow. Having the quiet time is what I need to do. But I must give myself something else that I want to do, which will be like a reward. I'll tell you something. Every human being likes reward. The things we do, even negative habits, is because of the reward they give to us. People who, people who, eat, who like to eat a lot and it becomes like that's, you eat and you, and you, and you, and you grow, um, you, you gain weight and all that. It's because the eating is satisfying. There's something about, about it. It's like the reward of it. So, so don't eat chocolate, don't eat... Charlie, do you know the sweetness in chocolate? <laughs> the 
Do you know the sweetness in cake? What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? Ice cream. So we shouldn't eat ice cream because we are watching our weight this day. Charlie, do you know how nice ice cream is? <laughs> if you get good ice cream, my goodness. I mean, you don't know what you're talking about. So, so, so just as how the rewards of a bad habit make us do more of that bad habit, we need to create rewards for good habits also to make us want to do the good habits. What I'm saying is making sense. So I'll give an example with quiet time again. How about we postpone breakfast till after quiet time so that breakfast becomes the reward for having a quiet time. So you link, so you link, so you know, you've heard that thing before, they say, no Bible, no breakfast. It's, this, it's the same, but it's not the way I'm saying it. So you link the, the breakfast is the egg, I mean the toast and the, you know, the scrambled egg and the, as you picture it, no. That becomes the reward. So I know that if I have my quiet time, I'll, I'll get breakfast. If I have my quiet time, I'll get breakfast. So you link the thing that you want to do, which is the having the breakfast, to the thing that you need to do. And having the breakfast now becomes the reward for. What I'm saying is making sense. So you can apply to any other habits. You want to learn, you want to. So I was reading this book where somebody was, the author was given an example, a guy who likes to watch Netflix, but he had planned that he also wanted to like to um, exercise by bicycling. So he did some, he, I don't know what he did, but he sort of like hiked his, bi- hacked his bicycle and connected, not the bicycle that you drive right in town, the stationary one at home. So he did something to it and then he, and then he connected Netflix, Netflix to the bicycle. So when he starts cycling, he starts cycling, then he can watch. When he's not cycling, he can't watch. So he'll be cycling and be watching the movie he's watching. What he has done is to connect the thing he wants to do with the thing that he like, that he needs to do, which is the cycling. And Netflix, I can So you also have to find a way. If I'm going to practice my keyboard, I must give myself a reward, which makes me want to do it. Am I making sense or I'm talking too much in the church? So make it attractive. If your habit is not attractive, you will not do it, no matter how determined you are. Bad habits. Look, when somebody goes to smoke weed, it's, you don't know how the feeling of being high is like. I don't know what this is like, but when you see them, you can imagine it. <laughs> so that's it. Like it it's actually it's a very good reward for the bad habits. And many bad habits are like that. You, know, you get some reward from it. So in the same way, too, for a good habit, you need to create a reward which makes you want to do that habit. Hallelujah. Am I still preaching or is just talking? I'm closing very, very soon. Hmm. Law number three. Make it easy. Make it easy. And and then I'll say this. One of the reasons why many of the things we plan to do, I've I've come to notice, don't happen is because of the environment. There is an environment that makes you want to pray. There's another environment that makes that feeling of wanting to pray leave you as soon as you enter into it. So the reason why when I want, when I really want to pray for a long time, I go somewhere um, to go and be there for three days or whatever, is because it, when I go to that place, that environment is just, I mean, it's, it's a room, one small room, 
one bed, one table, the whole room is clean. It's just me. There is nobody else there. The whole place is quiet. Just trees and beds and things that you hear. And what the whole atmosphere there does to me is that it just, it just makes me feel that, Charlie, I want to pray. So one of the reasons also, one of the other reasons why we don't do very well with our habits and not make progress is because we have not designed the environment for the habit to work. Am I, am I, am I preaching a good whatever? Now look at this and write this one down. The amount of time you have been performing a habit is not as important as the number of times you have performed it. This is very important. I'll say slowly because this is another deception in people's minds. The amount of time. Remember I said that a habit has to be done repetitively and be done regularly for it to become automatic. And I'm saying that the amount of time you have spent performing a habit is not as important as the number of times. Which is why repetition is the key, not the length of time. What I'm saying is it making sense. So let me give you a very simple example. Having your, having your quiet time for one hour on Monday and not having it again to the next Monday is not as powerful as having your quiet time for five minutes every day, seven days a week. What, is it making sense? Because the number of times is not, the number of times is what is important. It's not how long you're done it for. And so the reason why many of, so many of us Christians, the one thing that we find very hard to do is, is to pray by ourselves for a long time. And the reason why it is like that is because you are thinking more about the long time. When you say prayer, people think the long time. But that's not the key. The key is the number of times. Daniel prayed three times a day. They don't tell us how long he prays for. That scripture doesn't tell us how long he prays for. Only Jesus, they say that he prayed for one hour, he came, people were sleeping, he went back and prayed one hour, people were sleeping, he went back and prayed one hour, people were sleeping. Yeah. But they tell us that Daniel prayed. They tell us that, they tell us that Daniel prayed. And I think that that he prayed three times a day is more important than how long he prayed each time he went to pray. Am I saying it well or I'm not saying it well? Hey, Charlie, think <laughs> time is finishing. Okay. So, create an environment where doing the right thing is as easy as possible. Are you, are you here? Now, in line with this one, I'll say one last thing and then I'll close because time is finishing. When you start a new habit, it should take less than two minutes to do. Write it. When you start a new habit. Remember I said, when you start a new habit, when you start a new habit, it should take less than, it should take less than two minutes to do. And I was given an example that last week. I said, instead of saying, instead of reading a whole passage for your quiet time, read what? One verse. As old as I am, I read one verse for my quiet time. Sometimes I read more than that, but just one verse. I, sh- I will show, if I show you all my one verse quiet times, I can be preaching it from now to tomorrow morning. You, you know already. <laughs> you know already. Yes. Recently, I was listening to some, one of the messages we recorded and put on, the, on our podcast. No? Um, 
how, how to be famous, how to become famous. And I heard a verse that I, I was the one preaching, you know, but I, like as I heard it, I, I, I was blessed as I heard it. So Hebrews 3.12, something about, like, if, so the Bible says that, that we, shouldn't have a, 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 we shouldn't have an evil heart of unbelief. And then, and then I was, and then I was explaining in the message that I was listening to <laughs> that that the the issue of unbelief is more serious than we think, because when you don't believe, it's almost like people think, oh, if I don't believe, then it means I won't get the bicycle I have been believing for. If I don't believe, it's not that God sees it as a person who doesn't believe is a person who has an evil heart. Your heart is evil. <laughs> it was quite time. Only one verse, Hebrews 3. One verse I read it in the morning. You can do camp on that one. How to, how to not have an evil heart. You see that we can be here till tomorrow morning. So I, I don't bother. People they go, ah, you, you read only one verse. No, 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 no. God's word is, God's word is like a nuclear bomb. Eh? The nuclear bomb is a small bomb like this. They pack all the power into it. The, the reactions going on in a nuclear bomb is they are just waiting for the thing to open. The damage a nuclear bomb can cause it, a little more can level a city. But just one small whatever, if you just fire it. And that's how every verse in the Bible is like a big bomb that is waiting to explode. The question is, will you be able to give it enough attention? That one verse. So don't, there's no need. There's no need. It's an, tell something. And so, Pastor, if we do that thing for two minutes, then how will we get our muscles, you see? The trick about starting a habit with two minutes is because there is no way you can wear your shoes, running shoes, Wear your uh, skinny trousers and wear your whatever it is. Put your earphones in your ear. Wake up in the morning and say, I'm going jogging. And jog for two minutes and come back home. But, but what happens is that you deceive your mind into thinking that we are only going to run for two minutes. And you might say, oh, hey, two minutes is easy. Two minutes and we can do it. Let's go. We're going to do it two minutes. So you dress up. When you run two minutes, you cannot. How? In two minutes, what will you even reach in two minutes? You will not come back. But what happens is that it ensures that every morning you will wake up, wear your running shoes, and get out. Because what you have told yourself is that we are only going to do this thing for only two minutes. It's not going to be a very long time. We'll come back right now. When it, when it, when it looks like a big thing, it doesn't get done. Same with prayer, same with learning music, same, same with learning how to sing, same with everything. But I am believing God that um, as you are hearing this, you know, when... For me, since I became a Christian, one of the things I've learned is that when you hear something that God says in his word, your, your immediate response must be, how can I begin to do it? And this evening, I believe that God has spoken to you enough. And I want us to close. If you have been blessed, put your hands together for the Lord in your house where you are. And we're going to close here. Maybe another time we'll finish this. Um, I have one last law, but I cannot talk about it tonight because I want us to close. So, yeah, so... I mean, to go over the point, I said what? There are four laws. Four laws. Law number one, make it obvious. Law number two, make it attractive. Law number three, make it easy. The last law, which I'm not going to explain, is make it satisfying. Make it satisfying. That's all you need for a habit. For every habit, make it obvious. Make it um, attractive. Make it easy. And make it satisfying. When we meet again, I will explain what it means to make a habit satisfying. Stand to your feet wherever you are. And close your eyes and let us pray for I want you to pray for yourself pray for yourself that you know you cannot become anything God wants you to become without the discipline of of what it needs to what needs to be done to 
develop a habit. So just close your eyes and pray for yourself for, for one minute. Say, Lord, help me. Your Holy Spirit, you sent your Holy Spirit to me to help me, to help me with these kinds of things. Developing new habits. The things I must do, Lord. Pray the things I must do. Help me by your Holy Spirit. In the mighty name of Jesus. Mahasodi Branda Kaba Satalaba. Rantodi Bahamba Sambohanda Brosa Brantari Brianda Libeleba. Letolo. Don't be quiet or don't just stand there. Pray. Ask God. Everything you ask God to help you with, He will help you. That is why He sent the Holy Spirit to us. That is why the Holy Spirit is here with us. Help me, Holy Spirit. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. That one habit that I am trying to master, that one habit that I am trying to build and to develop, help me, oh God. Give me the grace I need in the name of Jesus. Take away the laziness, oh God, in Jesus' name. Help me to discipline myself, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord. Help me to do the things I am hearing in the mighty name of Jesus, that I will not become a hearer of your word only, but be a doer also in Jesus' name. Lord, we give you praise. We thank you for what we have heard this evening thank you that your word is simple enough to understand it but it's powerful enough to make the simple wise i pray for everybody who heard this this evening the lord you will give us the grace that we need the bible says that as paul was saying but by, by, by the grace of god i am what i am make us what you want us to become by your grace also lord pray for everybody lord keep us safe keep us strong keep us moving and put into practice step by step the things we are hearing. And we will become what you want us to become. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. <laughs>